0: And welcome to Fortune's Wheelhouse, a podcast about esoterics and the tarot. I'm Susie Chang, and my co-host is Mel Moline. We're going on a journey through the symbolic imagery of each of the 78 tarot cards. If you use a Rider-Waite-Smith deck, or a Thoth deck, or Mel's own Tabula Mundi deck, you've come to the right place. Join us as we talk about crowns and clouds, swords and serpents, and all the meanings behind the magic. If you're newish to Esoteric Tarot, you'll probably hear some terms you're unfamiliar with, like what is a Deccan? Or what's a Sephira? Or a color scale? Well, you can find out much more about all of that by checking out the articles on our website, slash fortunes wheelhouse. If you sign up at even the $1 level, you gain access to the hundreds of articles we've written and our combined uh, 50 years of tarot knowledge, which we've shared there to help listeners navigate the world of esoteric tarot. And if you become a patron at the $3 level or higher, you'll get a chance to win our giveaways, like last week's three winners, Andrew, Sue, and Gavin. Congratulations to you all! This week, we're talking about the Four of Wands, which is a very special card indeed, and very dear to both me and Mel. As you'll hear us discussing extensively in the next 40 minutes or so, this beautiful card is associated with the goddess Venus, and also with the sign of Aries. Since one of the beautiful things, Venus rules, is perfume, I am offering up a bottle of my Aries perfume as this week's prize. It's called Spark of Light, and it's radiant with woods, spices, and citrus. There's vetiver and frankincense, ginger and bitter orange, pepper and nutmeg, and anybody of any gender, whoever you are, you can wear it and shine. You can sign up for your chance to win on our website, www.patreon.com. Fortune's Wheelhouse. And for those of you who have been our listeners for a while, thank you. You are the reason we do this. If you're loving Fortune's Wheelhouse and the fantastically geeky world of tarot we bring you each week, would you do something for us in return? Leave us a rating or review on iTunes. It's especially easy if you have an iPad or iPhone. Just search for Fortune's Wheelhouse in the podcast app. And when you see us, and tap on our groovy purple album art with the Wheel of Fortune on it. It'll take you right to a page where you'll see a reviews tab and there you can drop us some stars or leave us a sentence or two, whatever you feel inspired to do. Thanks so much. And now, here is this week's episode of Fortune's Wheelhouse. everybody. Today we are going to talk about the Four of Wands, the final one of the Aries, three Aries Deccan cards. The hermetic title of the Four of Wands is, it actually has two, right? Yeah, Because we have one one that Crowley came up with and one, one that the Golden Dawn came up with.
1: Right. So the original one was uh, Lord of Perfected Work, and then he revised it to Lord of Completion. Which,
0: basically sounds like the same thing but uh slightly
1: slightly Gets pithier. One word. Yes, yes, exactly.
0: They they both basically indicate the same thing but but there's definitely a different slightly different feel to the term perfected work, I think. I mean, it picks up on the idea of perfection as, you know, as the end point just the way completion is, but perfection seems to indicate something else, like an ideal or a um it's not just done, it's good. And what is so good about the Four of Wands? I don't know about you, but I love this card. The the ruler of this Deccan of Aries is Venus. And of course, the ruler of Aries is The Emperor. Is the Emperor is Mars. Mars so yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've got so you've got Venus and Mars together um, right. for this moment. And it's particularly interesting because uh Venus is in detriment in any sign ruled by Mars, and vice versa, right so she's when she's transiting through the sign, she is not at her strongest. But on the other hand, she's the ruler of this Deccan. I, I remember asking Austin about this about what what about when you have dignity of face but not dignity of sign and uh, And his opinion was that you get both things. you get the weakness and the strength together, which is interesting. And, oh, another thing that I was also talking to, um, who was it? Oh, I was talking to Chris Warnock, the, um, the planetary magician, uh, and Renaissance astrologer, who was saying to me that, you know, Venus, her character in Aries is she spends like a drunken sailor. <laughs> so there you have the sort of like wobbly out of control say, you know, and in Scorpio, she's also in, pretty bad shape you know she's uh, she has the that desire to cling while also the desire to spend sort of at odds there with she's each the, other the
1: drunken harlot <laughs> <laughs> exactly just like
0: yeah yeah with the lipstick smeared across the face <laughs> anyway but here she is venus in aries and um or venus ru- ruling the final decan of aries and this is sort of like this final moment in this cycle that we had going from uh, dominion to Virtue to in Completion, right?
1: Yeah. I. So in Dominion, we had the penetration, the fertilization, and in Virtue, the three, we had the quickening. And then yeah. here, there's actually like the birth of something, because it's a four where something, you know, the first solid mm-hmm. manifestation mm-hmm. below the abyss where yeah. something is actually realized and uh materialized from you know the ideal now it's to the actual.
0: Yeah, so that's sort of looking at it in sort of almost like a three trimester kind of way. And here we have but you can also look at it as almost like if you imagine in pregnancy in the third set of 10 days that would probably be when you realized you were pregnant, you know. Right. So there would be that moment where you would be something's like oh real. something feels real you yeah. know and uh there's definitely that moment when you are first realize that something's not quite normal in your body it's not just that you've missed your period or whatever but you start to feel different and you know your breasts get tender there's venus at work like in detriment (laughs) you know so things things definitely happen in the body
1: that kind of ties into i think what's said of this card is it's a labor of love completed yeah which makes sense yeah and it's uh you know, the Empress and the Emperor, the, the Son of the Morning meets the uh, Daughter of the Mighty Ones. Is that what it is? The Son of the
0: Morning meets the Daughter of the Mighty Ones. Yeah. 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 And I just love that it's the card of the Empress and the Emperor like that, because they they aren't exactly equals. You know, she... Because she's a planetary major, and he's a zodiacal major, she's in detriment in his sign. So it's almost like she's passing through, you know, uh, the planetary wanderer is passing through the sign, giving it her life and force, and he having the chance to shape it and work with it in a way.
1: I also look at it as, you know, a marriage, because, mm-hmm. you know, Emperor, Empress, they're obviously a couple, and then they're in the uh four which is Jupiter, the mm-hmm. law, you know, mm-hmm. a, a union, a law.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of like, okay, so for now we have um, this moment where we create the structure around us and we celebrate that uh, with the emperor and the empress together in their marriage or their wedding. And we really see that on the Rider-Waite-Smith card where they have, you know, the four wands forming a sort of huppa Right, right, um,
1: right, and there's definitely a garland on there, which is with a, a garland, a venus- very exactly. thing, Flowers and ribbons. And- so you
0: have the pretend house, which is what a chuppah is. Yep. Like it symbolizes the new home of the bride and, and then groom. The actual house, the <laughs> castle, which is and probably the, the emperor, house, you know, right. is the grand
1: architect. Exactly, the, the structure. exactly. You know, and um, the maidens holding up bouquets. Exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They're supposed to be two female form- forms, according to Wait and uh, and, uh, and and Pixie.
1: Looks like people celebrating and dancing or something in the background. Yeah, it's definitely a
0: celebration card. There's some a moment of rest. Um, I think I think Waite might have called it rest after labor or something like that. He also referred to it as the Harvest Home Festival of a sort, even though it's on the wrong end of the year for that. I think what's also kind of interesting about the writer Waite Smith card is that well, first of all, you have one in blue and one in red, which again seems like a sort of male-female mm-hmm. kind of thing. Hakma and uh, Bina. Hmm. and Bina, for sure. Or Ches- Chesed, Chesed and, and Gavora. Right. Yeah, right, yeah, right. 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 Yeah. Co- Color-wise, in terms of the the Briatic colors, it would be Chesed and Gvura. Yes. Yeah. Um, if this were the pillar of force and the pillar of form, it would be as if you were standing in it rather than facing it. Could it
1: could also be, you know, fire and water, just the, yeah. mar- the marriage of opposites. Exactly. Like
0: that. Exactly. Why not? Venus
1: being wa- more watery in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, the feminine waters yeah. and the masculine fire.
0: And also there's, uh on the Rider-Waite-Smith card, we have that stage formation in front. When You know, they call them the stage cards. And a lot of people have speculated as to just how significant that was you know the line across the front mm. whether that was supposed to mean anything esoterically but I think interpretationally you know it can be thought of as as a momentary thing a temporary thing something that happens we p- fulfill a role on that yeah, stage.
1: I look at yeah. the fours that way that not mm-hmm. only are they a completion of something you know a, a, they're a plateau from which you have to move on eventually. So they're both an ending and a beginning as the first card, you know, below the abyss in the mm-hmm. actual yes. section of the tree, you know? So they're a beginning, and they're almost like it, it, the ace of the material right. world. Right,
0: right, right, right. Yeah, uh, Crowley described it as the first manifested power beyond the abyss, as you're saying. And um, and also in the in the Crowley card, you have... We should probably keep going with this theme of the the marriage, the empress mm-hmm. and the emperor. Um, you have the circle, which limits, you know, it's the it shows the end of the cycle. But he says that this limitation bears the seeds of disorder of the five. Right. But uh, but even cooler, I think, in terms of talking about the emperor and the empress, in here is the is the wands
1: that he right, chose right. the rams and the doves so obviously yeah. rams of aries and doves of venus or mm-hmm. you could also say you know the rams of amun ra and the doves of isis Right, is another way of saying right. the, the same thing and either way the isis or the empress it's a birth experience yeah they both had a lot to do with with the birth of things right
0: right so each wand has one symbol from each uh dove on one side ram on the other and it's interesting because it's like the dove is flying towards the ram.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the way they look, though, there's, you know, four wands. It looks like there's eight. It looks spokes, like, like, eight. like eight. It looks spokes. like a Wheel of Fortune. Wheel. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which kind of brings in the Jupiter influence of the four. Yes. The,
0: yes, exactly. That's a good point. Because yeah.
1: Hesed is Jupiter, uh, Sapphira.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And so there's something a little bit interesting about this in the sense that we have a benefic with a malefic. So um are there any Mars in, do we have Mars in Libra, Mars in Taurus? No, we don't. We don't have any cards like that. But we mean do with have, a malefic? so Mars be, as Aries.
1: Because well, it's Aries, yeah, kind it's not of. Actually yeah, Mars, it's not actually it's Mars. I'm just so trying to think of like yeah. a mutual reception type thing right. where,
0: so you have a benefic in the sign of a malefic, a malefic in the sign of a benefic. Yeah, right. And, uh, so, so we have a benefic in the sign of a malefic, Mercury. like two of, like the two of discs, Jupiter, a benefic in the sign of a malefic Saturn or Saturn in Sagittarius, 10 of wands the malefic Saturn in the sign of a benefic Jupiter. So there's sort of like this balancing act right. going on, which is interesting.
1: But it works here, probably mm-hmm. because of the influence of Jupiter, which is, you know, yeah. the greater yeah. benefic with, with Venus, the lesser.
0: Right, right. So when, we, when we're when we talking about Jupiter, we bring that in because of his connection with four, the number four and the Sephirah Chesed, which is the fourth Sephira.
1: And it's cool, too, because, you know, Venus and and Aries or Venus and Mars or fire and water or however you want to say it, this opposites, it's like love and will. They're a natural pairing.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I I think you should talk a little bit about the way you paired them in
1: Tabula Mundi, too. So in my card, obviously, it's also combining features from the emperor with the empress, and it's got the circle and the square, you know, the compass and... Compass and square, I mm-hmm. should say. Mm-hmm. Um, the top of the card, the compass is has the bee as its you know emblem. Where below it reflect uh, reflected by the compass from the emperor card. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you've got the uh, eagle on the compass for the emperor and the bee on the compass for the um, right
0: the bee being a an Venus. icon of Venus yeah, yeah. so yeah so, so yeah. if you
1: look at the empress card in tabula mundi it's got bees flying out from her heart and um on the emperor card it's got the compass with the eagle so it's almost like the mm-hmm. compass is reflect they're reflecting each other um with their own emblems and those emblems are you know important because in in heraldry they had certain meanings you know the eagle being Military might and, you know, rulership and, um, courage and things like that. Whereas the B is about diligence and the Mm -hmm. empire that's being ruled and creativity and, um, governance. So they, they they go together. They go together. The rulership and the empire, what's being ruled. Right, right. Sort of like the crown in the kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. And the, um, the compass and square also now, I don't know if I'm going to say these names right. Maybe you know how to pronounce them, the sovereign, original sovereigns or whatever, the first sovereigns, uh, F-U-X-I, is that how uh, you would Fuxi. pronounce that? that Fuxi, that would be Fuxi. So mm-hmm. Fuxi and Nua and... N U W
0: N so U fushi- W N U W N U W A. Gosh, I don't know those. Yeah, not. so I don't okay. know how to
1: pronounce them, but let's yeah. just say Fushi and Nua. Which okay. Are the male and yeah. female, you know, like. Oh, the... nu-,
0: nu-, nu means uh, woman, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're, yeah. they're a male and female and pair. means they're father. The, yeah.
1: They're the original sovereigns in, myth- in mytho- mythological figures. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's cool. And
1: one of them is associated, the male is associated with the square, and mm-hmm. the female is associated with the compass so we've with, got the square and the circle ah, that's you know, squaring great the circle they're a yeah. natural pair yeah and also in masonic terms the obviously the um compass and square had meanings so there's a there's a quote from a masonic dictionary that says this the square to square our actions the compass to circum to circumscribe and keep us in bounds with all mankind nice Nice. So that that's, uh, speaks a little bit about the the nature of the four with the association with law yeah. and order and rulership. You know.
0: Yeah, but also the necessity for um, for the circular, for the irrational, the um, natural. Yeah, exactly. Unmeasured, and you have that wonderful um, comparison between the two, where you have the golden ratio represented in its spiral form in the empress, and yes. then in its um, rational in its Fibonacci, Fibonacci form, sequence,
1: which is the more rational form of the irrational number. Yeah, in the in the emperor, in the emperor. if you guys look behind,
0: yeah. uh, you'll see the bricks behind it, and uh, yeah, I think those are just, in the
1: Fibonacci um, ratio. I, I think guess, that's so brilliant. Saying. Yeah, I love that. And there's also they yeah. they are paired in the sense of you know she is the the hive itself the the bees where he's Mm -hmm. the structure you know Mm -hmm, that supports the hive structure is his his domain where she's the the actual the actual swarm right (laughs) right 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 right. so they're a natural pair and then the other thing that's uh present in the four of wands in the deck uh, so the um the empress, the moons, the dual moons from the empress mm-hmm. are on either side of the um, empress half of the card in the four, mm-hmm. and then the solar uh, oh, motifs yeah. from the emperor are on his side. So then gotcha. you got lunar and solar again, male-female mm-hmm. mm-hmm. kind of balance. Right.
0: You know, if you think about it, so this is the um, time period April 11th through April 20th. Which is when tax day falls. Yeah. <laughs> so you have like Venusian money <laughs> being structured and Get it done. <laughs> and, and, uh, and rigidly organized by the tax man. <laughs> <Yuck>. <laughs> Sorry, that was such a nice monologue that you did. And then I had to bring in tax. What else happens during April 11th to April 20th? It's not quite Arbor Day. That's that's the first decade of Earth Day of is April 20th. And 22nd, I think,
1: right? Isn't no, it? No, I thought oh, it was April like, oh, really? 20th is oh, Earth okay. Day. And yeah. I also... No, that's... Yeah, Earth Day is April 20th. And then Thomas have, Jefferson's um, birthday is Yeah. The- yeah, so... <laughs> <What it's worth. laughs> so, um,
0: so you have, you know, and you're supposed to plant trees... With the idea being that, you know, you have a a human intervention in service of nature.
1: Yeah, very emperor empress, Yeah.
0: And it's also a time when we, you know, it's too early
1: for us to plant, but a lot of people do. It's further south of us. an Earth Day when people are, at least should go out and pick up some trash. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Clean up the earth. Right. Then there's the... um, the color for the card is interesting too because it's mm-hmm. deep violet. You know the king yeah. scale of Hesed is deep violet. And so if you there's... think about that card, it's a combination of red and blue. It so certainly is. In yeah. The prior to wands cards, the card was pure soft blue for the two mm-hmm. and crimson for the three. Right. And here we so have if you them mix blended. Them together yeah. in the four we have deep violet.
0: Right. So this is sort of um you know, we think of violet as being a jovian you know is a jupiterian four, so color as makes well sense. so that makes sense yep yeah yeah interesting yeah interesting so it's a combination of all three influences there
1: it's like um force and form you know
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: The two blended and the three blended together the yeah. union of force and form right creates order or structure or something that right. comes out of that
0: right and you know and you also think about the way you know purple is the color of yisod which is between the two pillars yep um Balanced. so you get yep. red on the one side blue on the other and then together they form purple yeah
1: yeah it's a like a it's a maturation of the creative stages before it i think
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. right
0: so there's some interesting stuff going on here, uh, with the Deccanic imagery. Um, I'm just gonna read that real quick. Uh, so the Deccan image from the Picatrix is a restless man holding in his hands a gold bracelet wearing red clothing who wishes to do good, but is not able to do it. And then from Agrippa, you have a white man with, uh, pale with reddish hair and clothed with a red garment who carrying on the one hand a golden bracelet and holding forth a wooden staff is restless and like one in wrath because he cannot perform the good that he would. So there's this very interesting
1: venus and detriment thing going on where venus right, is trying right. to... and you see both venus and mars yeah. in those statements the reddish yeah. hair the red garments and then the, mm-hmm. for, for mars or mm-hmm. aries and, and then the gold, the gold bracelet which yeah. is very Venu- venusian yeah
0: yeah exactly and the significations for those are subtlety subtle mastery new things instruments wit meekness joy and beauty which is curious but you know I think that whereas you have, you know, when you, when you put, we were talking about benefic in the sign of a malefic before, you know, Venus does much better in a sign of Mars than she does in a sign of the greater malefic Saturn. Like if you Mm -hmm. see Venus in Aquarius, she's, you know, really that, that powerlessness before this hostile force is, uh, it's almost like she knows how to talk to Mars.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, She can get her way
0: with, (laughs) with him once in a while. They have, they have points of common interest <laughs>
1: Aphra- aphrodite and aries you know the, exactly the love and war again exactly the, the gods of love and war that's right and uh and, and, in fact- and you know aphrodite was also a goddess of war at times yeah. so she has her martial yeah. nature within her which is maybe why she can adapt
0: but you know what is associated with this card is eros the you know aphrodite's yeah, the child. Sun, the so, yeah. of Aphrodite. yeah, which you can completely, totally see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, being... it's a
1: birth, you know, right? The theme right. of right. birth, Eros, the right. child of the love goddess. Yes, and the war goddess, so and who, a, like... in turn, uses his arrows to create other <laughs> right. mortals. <to laughs> right. So it's a weapon, procreate. <laughs> yes,
0: the weapons of desire. That is, yes.
1: you know, what this card is all about. I guess you know the the Venus and Aries thing too. It's you know Venus, her her weapon is is to charm, you know, right. to beguile and charm that which is harsh, <laughs> mm-hmm. or to um, or martial. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. She uses her ways and what she does to counteract
0: what happens with in the presence of Venus is that you know. To this get is, it done, the, the <laughs> testosterone is used not for fighting but for sex. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you know we could talk a little bit about. We talked a little bit about four as, um, as being the number of Cassid and Jupiter. We talked about it having to do with solidity and stability.
1: So you yeah, know, because if you yeah. take four points, you know you get a square, which is right. Right, even more stable than the triangle that preceded it.
0: Right, so it's a way of giving um, some f- some form and structure to this fiery energy, and uh, working with its fleeting nature to um, produce this moment of stability and celebration.
1: And it's yeah, it's taking a moment to appreciate the stage that you've got to and prepare for the next. The, right, to follow with the you know where things must change right with the papist dialectic they call it the
0: commencement of opposition so or the you know again as as Waite was saying the seeds of disorder right <laughs> within yeah within the circle of completion yeah the forces
1: of entropy on the horizon mm-hmm. but not here yet but not here yet not here yet what about um what about
0: we talked a little bit about the num, uh the color of the Sephira in
1: Absolute, which is um, which is deep violet, or yep. is that right? Yeah, and uh, then you have the other colors, which yeah. would be all the colors of the Emperor Aries and all the colors of the Empress Venus. So. Mm-hmm. so for, you've got the emerald and yeah for red. the emperor you've got all the reds you know big red every all red the there is scarlet red 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 <laughs> flame red glowing red yeah and then yeah. for the empress you've got the emerald and the sky blue and the spring green and the rose rayed with pale green so lovely yeah and, and you can see all those mm-hmm. colors in well they're in my card and mm-hmm. in crowley's card uh lady harris Pretty much concentrates on the red and the green. Yeah, like... so
0: she didn't bother with the color of the Sephira, the violet, really. Right. But she really picked up on the two. Um, you can, if you put, and I recommend you do this. You, if you put the four of wands in between the empress and the emperor, you can really see how you know how they combine in that right. in that card. And yeah,
1: yeah, you don't really see the violet. Yeah, they really. A hint of it in Maybe the, in the, the, the ram's
0: horns or something. Songs, yeah.
1: It's, it's very subtle, if so. Yeah. And then yeah. in Waits' card, there's I definitely. I think it looks like a pool and... table. <laughs> kind of, yeah. The green felt. And the... Yeah. <laughs> in Waits' card, then we have the uh, red and green in the garland. That's right, yeah. And I guess you could say the violet is symbolized by the blue and red yeah. robes of the figures, are, is violet.
0: You could say that. You could say that. Um I mean, I think it's interesting that if you look at the, you know, the weight empress and the weight emperor, you have, you know, in her card, she's all you know, curves and natural forms and his is all structures and, you know, and, and straight lines. And it's interesting how you have a compromise between that in the four of wands where you have... You know straight lines, but they're composed of natural objects, right? right? The the four wands. It's almost like that the stone. The four wands
1: in the castle. Are the, the, the yeah. Straight structures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the curved, the curved garland and the flowing robes. Right.
0: We're gonna we're gonna have structure, but we're gonna decorate and it. Ribbon, <laughs> the, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the emperor is like the architect, and Venus is the the decorator. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. So. um so when people draw, I don't know if we're ready for this yet, but when people draw your Tabula Mundi Four of Wands, what, what do you want them to have in mind?
1: I would say, first of all, to keep in mind that whole idea of force and form meeting to to create something that has a more stable structure that is mm-hmm. actualized. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually wanted to ask you, because I, I'm not sure I ever knew this, but the the line across the middle mm-hmm. uh, in your Four of Wands, you want to talk about that for a second? There's sort of a, a horizontal line that bisects it. It's kind of a glowing
1: yeah, axis. I mean, it's flames, but on the Emperor's side, it's red, and on the Emperor's side, it's green. It's mm-hmm. just kind of another way of putting two opposites you know, against each other to have the green in, of growth on her side and, you know, the red of progress <laughs> on, yeah, on his yeah, side.
0: Yeah, it almost reminds me a little bit of, like, you know, um, of colors? <laughs> well, yes, that's true. <laughs> but, like, grass growing out of the warm
1: earth kind of a thing. It reminds yeah, me of that it, a little it, bit. Yeah, the, the green flames actually do look very grass-like to echo the grass yeah. in, in her, yeah. her card. Yeah,
0: yeah, interesting.
1: And then there's also the uh, six sided honeycomb cells, which, if you think Ooh, about neat. when you have a bee and you have a hive, what's the result? They build these cells and fill them with honey. And that's right. the completed work, the perfected right. work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And you have, you know, in the six sided, um, in the hexagon, you have the two times the three. Again, that's force times
1: form. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the progression, you know, that you've come to he- from the two and the three and you know and it's also it's it's stable and it's a resting place but there should be an awareness that it doesn't last forever right when you're in the four it's a stage it's yeah. a plateau I, you know it's yeah. like enjoy yeah. it and get ready for gather your, you it's a checkpoint yeah you know like in a exactly. game you know checkpoint yeah time to, you know, a little yeah, while yeah. level up and don't go, go on to the next battle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, what's really interesting is that, you know, I went through I went through all of the times I'd gotten the Four of Wands in the last couple of years, and there were a couple of different significations. But um one of them I've always associated it with kind of safe spaces, temporary safe spaces, and I got it a lot when we were on the road at motels. <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of like you know Here's your haven for the night. It's it's got everything you need. Nothing you really want to live with, but you know yep. meets all your and needs. And then tomorrow at the moment. you move on. And then you move on. Right. I also got it for two other things. Um, I, I I get it a lot when um, parties. I get it for parties. You know, if you look at the Wade Smith card, it's just a party card in a lot of ways. And I, you know, I would get that for. I literally got it on my birthday last year, and on Zoe's birthday last year, and on my anniversary last year, you know, every single time I went out for, you know, not every time, but a lot of the time, I'd go out to, you know, eat something, drink something, shop, or, you know, do something Venusian like that, I would get this Four of Wands cards. It's literally like the candles on the birthday cake.
1: Yep. And one thing I've gotten it for is, because it's a wand, I often... Get those associated with creative projects. Ooh, neat. Yeah. And so, which are labors of love. Usually, yeah. at least for me, yeah. they are. So mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, a, either a completion or at least a finished phase of a labor of love. Mm-hmm. You, know, you apply your will and your love to this thing your creation and um it's usually very a positive card to get in
0: yeah that sense. yeah and it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of your studio too sort of like the safe space where you have all the things that you need yeah. to create the art i certainly know. have yeah. rulers and com- <laughs> compasses galore <laughs> as well as like squishy paints and tubes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. and then the last thing that i often get uh, that often happens when I get this card. Is that I do a lot of readings for people, so you know it just happens to be that I tend to like get it. They're like
1: reflections, readings, and yeah. this is a card of you know, yeah. And I think there's also
0: like from one of the things that I think about the in that of Venus. little room where I do readings at the crystal shop is that this is a safe, you know, it's a safe space for people to come and sort of unburden themselves, have a conversation feel better, move on, you know, blow their nose on the Kleenex, you know. <laughs> and uh, and that room itself is a very Four of Wands room to me. It's sort of like, well, you know, you're not staying here forever, but it's safe and comfortable and nice for you while you're here. Yeah. And uh, so that's one of the things I think about with this as well.
1: In some contexts, too, it can indicate a marriage. Because yes. Because of the whole emperor, yes. empress thing and yeah. the, the pairing. Yeah. In fact, you know,
0: Sometimes we talk about this, like when you're doing a love reading, people want to see the lovers, they want to see the two of cups, they want to see the four of wands, and they want to see the 10 of discs, right? And if you saw all of those things, then you would probably feel confident that you could say something about that. (laughs) If you saw only one, maybe not. But, But definitely that progression, you know, the moment of yeah and the uh and i i have actually literally seen this for people who were about to get married like next week kind of a thing yeah they will draw this card pretty reliably of course it doesn't really say whether the marriage is going to last or anything but it definitely says that something's going to happen exactly (laughs) exactly the the law you leveled up the law has been written (laughs) right right okay so we covered a lot uh actually with this card um We talk about the marriage of the Lord and the Lady. Um, We talked about what exactly completion means. Uh, We we talked about the balance of force and form, male and female, uh, the natural and the built.
1: The birth experience. The birth
0: experience. Um, We talked about dignity and detriment, parties, (laughs) safe spaces of all kinds, uh, the taming of desire and desire as a weapon. So, um, yeah, it's, this is a really fascinating, wonderful card. One of my favorites. All right. So, um, so that's it for the four of wands and we hope you will join us next week for the five of wands. And that's our show for today. You can find us at wwwpatreoncom fortunes wheelhouse, where you'll also find new episode announcements and loads of extra articles and visuals which will help you follow along with the show. If you're enjoying Fortune's Wheelhouse, won't you leave us a review on iTunes? It's more helpful to us than you can imagine. Even a sentence or two multiplies our reach so that other tarot enthusiasts out there, like you, can find and enjoy the show. And if you'd like to have a chance at these amazing giveaways that we keep mentioning, why not become a patron at the $3 level or above? You'll be entered to win in our prize drawings, you'll gain access to the 78 Playlist Tarot Music Project on Spotify, and you'll unlock a treasury of patron-only esoteric content on our website. What's that website again? It's www.patreon.com slash wheelhouse. We can't wait to welcome you to the Wheelhouse community because you are a hero of the astral plane and we so appreciate your support.